0: Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stock Ridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Worry. How many of you in Israel would say, Pastor Jeff, I have struggled with worry before in my life? Let me see your hand. Anybody beside me? Okay, hold them up because I'm looking for the liars right now. Whoever doesn't have their hands up? Amen. That's right. We all have struggled with worry. So I know this message is for you. So you know, you said, man, I wish they would have been here. No, it's for you and for me. Worry. What is worry? What causes worry? The greatest cause of worry is this. Is that worry is when we try to control something that is out of our control. When we try to control what's out of our control, it creates worry. I want to show you this someone has said that worry is stewing without doing okay you didn't get that either so (laughs) being angry being mad stewing without doing the english word when you translate worry when worry is translated it means to strangle or to choke look at me everybody it's like when you begin to worry, it's like someone's got their hand on your throat and they're just choking you. And so God's answer to that is faith. Have you ever seen those people that go to maybe you've been to a self-defense class and, and that they show you that when someone's got you wrapped up, there's one move that you can make. I don't know what that is, but anyways, they're telling me there's one move. That, they give you that move that you can do, you know, to, to, to get a person to get their hands off of you. Well, let me show you something. There's one move that you can make to get worry off of your throat, and it's faith. Instead of, "hag," <laughs> Woo! Not that. It's faith. 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 Faith removes worry. That's it. So today, I want to give you the message. Here it is in three words. I'm going to boil it down to three words just for you, because you've got to remember this. And those words are coming on the screen, and I want you to say them with me. I choose faith. Let's say it again. I choose faith. That's it. We have to choose. it. What I want you to know is that you have a choice, because, you know, if someone says, you know, well, I'm not a person of faith. And when someone says that to me, you just, I'm like, oh my goodness. Because there's one other option. That's it. Either you're a person of faith or you're a person of fear. And you have to choose. And so I want you to choose faith because that's how we begin to handle worry. So I want to talk to you about how to stop worrying. These things I have not mastered. Did you hear that, Everybody. I still struggle in moments myself. So we're going to learn from Jesus. Three things, here they are. To stop worrying, number one, is realize how valuable you are to God. Realize how valuable you are to God. Look what Jesus said. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns And yet your heavenly father feeds them now watch this last line with me get your pen ready I want you to circle a word Are you not much more? What's that next word? Would you circle that word valuable? than they Are you not much more valuable than I love this time of the year for this reason you know it's cold it gets dark early and it's really easy to be a little down this time of the year Would you agree with that everybody? And so when Jesus says look at the birds what I like to it's amazing this time of year how we see so many flocks of blackbirds Have you noticed that like man you'll see thousands of black they'll just take over your yard Have you noticed that like you look up in the sky and there's thousands of them up there And this is the time of the year that God lets us see that more than any other So he can say, look at the birds, you're more valuable than they. Let me just, something that I'm learning is that, you know, how do we we determine the value of something? Well, the, the first way that we determine the value of something is whose name's on it. Amen? Like, you know, I never knew that shoes could be so valuable because the name Jordan was on them. Someone told me one time, I said, look at these shoes I got on. I said, that's, a, that's nice, nice tennis shoes or sneakers, whatever you want to call it. That's pretty cool, yeah. You get those at Kmart. <laughs> I said that on purpose because I knew they was about to point out that Jordan on there. Look the Jordans here. Well, I got a friend of mine that's a Jordan fan. His name is Danny Dorsey. <laughs> well, Danny's sitting right here. Here he is. That's right. Danny just going to wave at everybody. He's going to own this one. I'm going to tell you a story. I got his permission. I said, Danny, I need something for a good sermon tomorrow. Help me out. He said, okay. But Chessie, you know, Chessie's our family ministries pastor. And a storm came up about a year ago. And in their home, they decided that they would go to the the bathroom in in their hallway. And so the, the siren started, the tornado siren started. So... So they ran into the bathroom, and when she got there, she said she looked. She noticed that Danny was holding his Jordans. (laughs) She said, Danny, where's our son? (laughs) He said, Pastor Jeff, I'm protecting my investment. It was valuable because it had Jordan on it. Amen, everybody? Another way that we determine value is by what someone's willing to pay. <laughs> you can tell me your car is worth $100,000, but if somebody's only willing to pay you $5,000, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not worth $100,000, right? You can tell me your home's worth a million dollars, but if someone's only willing to pay $200,000, sorry. That's all, you, that's all it's worth, amen? And I want you to know that you're valuable. Look what the Bible says about what God, how he paid for you. Look what it says. 1 Peter 1 and 18 says this. For you know that God what, everybody? What's that word? What's that word? Look at me. He paid for you. He paid for you. God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver which loses their value. Amen? Amen. But it was, it was with the precious what, everybody? Blood. Precious blood of Christ. The sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Years ago when my kids were smaller, Tyler and Caitlin, I would play this game with them. I'd come in, I'd say, I'd say, how much does Daddy love you? Does Daddy love you this much? they go, no. Does Daddy love you? No. Does Daddy love you this much? No. I'd say, how much does Daddy love you? And they throw their hands over and say, Daddy loves us this much. How much does your Heavenly Father love you? Whenever you question your worth and your value, you look at the cross of Jesus Christ. He did not love you. This much? Does he love you this much, everybody? No. 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 Yes. God loves you this much. And listen, when you're having one of those days where you feel like that your parents do not love you, when you feel like your spouse doesn't love you, when you feel like your children don't love you, when you feel like your friends don't love you, when you feel like nobody in the world loves you, you remember the cross of Jesus Christ, and God is saying, I love you this much, no matter what everybody else feels, I love you. <laughs> Amen, everybody. And we got a 30-foot cross on the front of this church so you can drive by and you can throw your eyes this way and know that God loves you no matter what. Amen. Amen. He loves you. You're valuable to God. He paid for you. And you're his prized possession. He loves you. And let me just say this to you. Some of you are having, a troub- having trouble loving because you've not received love. You will never be able to love people the way you want to love them until you receive love. You, c- you cannot give what you do not have. Mm. And so that's why it's important. See, God is love. Jesus demonstrated love. And so if you're going re- to receive love, you've got to receive Jesus into your life. You say, well, how can I receive a man into my life? You don't receive a man. You receive his spirit. You say, what's his spirit like? Watch this. See, you didn't see that, but wind just hit my hand. Oh, it was invisible. These storms that we had this week. Oh, you didn't see the wind. You just saw the effects of it. Amen, everybody? And let me tell you something, that's the way God's Spirit is. You don't see Him, you just experience the effects of asking Him in. So, I want to give you the opportunity before we go any further. Those of you that are online and in this room, there's many of you today that you say, Well, Pastor Jeff, I believe in Jesus. Well, the devil does that. He believes in Jesus, but he refuses to follow. And he refuses to make him Lord of his life. So I want to give you the opportunity so that your life can change in 2024. Amen, everybody? So would everybody say this prayer with me? And those of you that mean it in your heart, you're praying it for the first time, God's going to move in. And he's going to begin changing you. So let's all bow our heads and repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, Jesus. forgive me for my sins. sins. Come into my life. life. Save me. Forgive me. Help me, Help me to, do to do your will. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus for saving me. For saving me. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer? On this card, we'd like everybody to fill your card out and place it in the bucket on the way out. But for those of you that just prayed that prayer, I want you to check the boxes that are prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. Why? Why? Because I care about you. And I want to send you something in the mail to help you on your spiritual journey. So that's your first step. What's my second step? Well, the second step, is if you really meant it, it's called obedience, baptism. What these people have done today. You need to be baptized. You say, well, Pastor Jeff, I was baptized when I was four years old. Wonderful. You made your parents happy. But if you've not lived up to that baptism... You know, you've been far from God and you've come back to God. I want to challenge you. There's something in that water that you need to do for yourself and not for your parents. Amen, everybody? So get baptized. Okay. Do anybody remember our three words as a sermon today? faith. Faith removes that. When you choose fear, but when you choose faith, it removes that hand. That's the only thing that'll do it. Okay, so you're valuable to God. The second thing i like to tell you is this, is that focus on God's presence. Focus on God's presence. Look what Jesus said, again, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things, everything that you're longing for, will come your way. It'll be added to you. Now, If you want peace in your life, you have to focus on the presence of God. Let me tell you, I made a mistake praying a long time. Like, there would be something in my life I'd say, okay, God be with me today. God be with me today. God be with me tomorrow. Be with me. Can I tell you I was praying the wrong prayer? Because he already lives right here. Why would I be asking someone that's already present that will be present tomorrow to be present? Amen? Amen if Rhonda's gonna be traveling with me tomorrow Why would I say to her now Rhonda be with me be with me? Well, she said "I'm right here. Why don't you keep saying that? I wonder how many times God says hey, I'm right here. Why don't you keep saying that? So while I've changed my prayer. You may want to change yours and the prayer is this Make me aware that you're there God Amen I know you're here, but somehow, make me aware that you're here. Let me know somehow that you're with me today. Lord, I know it, but I just, need to be, I just need to be assured of your presence today. Let me know that. It's amazing. You know, 2023, if you've been around here a little while, my wife had a very difficult year, health-wise. And one time, she was in the hospital, and we just didn't know if she's going to make it or not. And I would tell you, I would have cut my right arm off to make her better. I would have given her anything I, could have, I would have done it to, to see her suffer. It just broke my heart and I didn't know what to do. I wanted to do something. And the greatest gift that I could give her was this. In my presence. I couldn't give her anything else but my presence. And I would see her in those moments of her eyes would just open up just a little bit and the pain would come and I would just do my best to be in her sight that she could see me and just give her the gift of my presence. And I want to tell you today that the greatest gift you've got that you may not be aware of is your heavenly Father is with you. He's given his angels to encamp around and about you. You are his child. And there is nothing that you can do or say to make him leave you. You may be mad at him, but he's mad about you. And his presence is with you. Amen, everybody? Amen. The Bible says this. Look what it says in, in Isaiah 26 and 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who want everybody? Trust. Trust in you. That's faith. Watch this. All whose thoughts are what? Did you notice that? You've got to make a choice. Because you're, you have, you've are you got to tell your mind what to do. Instead of fixating on the things that it could go wrong, you've got to fixate on God. You have to make yourself do this. You've got to remind yourself to do this. And what I'll tell you is this, is that what you focus on will determine. Whatever you focus on will determine, am I going to be stressed out? How? Ah! Am I going to be peace filled? Ah. Whatever you focus on is going to determine that. Am I going to be stressed out? No! Am I going to be peace filled? I'm chill, babe. Chill. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm peace out. Whatever you focus on is going to determine that. Look what the Bible says about prayer. Do not worry about anything. Instead, what, everybody? Pray, Pray about what? Everything. That means everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your what, everybody? Heart and, and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Do you know, Mark, look here, worry. Worry is a warning light. You know what it is? It's saying you got your eyes off God. That's all it is. It's a reminder. My faith, you know, when I got my eyes off God, I don't have faith, I have fear. Thank God for the reminder lights in our cars. Amen. I don't know about you, but since twenty thirteen, I'm telling you what, it's been a miracle. You know, you, you have these backup cameras in your car now. When you back up, it's not just a camera. The camera's great. But it really I don't really look in the camera that much. But I sure do listen to that little beeper. You got one of those? You know, how close you get to something, it goes beep, 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 beep. You idiot, you're about to hit something. <laughs> you got one of those. I thank God for that. I thank God for the little indicator that says fuel low, warning light. If it were not for that light, my wife would be on the side of the road many times. <laughs> I said, Rhonda, you got any fuel in your car? Well, the light's not on. And the night the light's not on My in-laws a few years ago Were fixated on this show that come on this program called Dancing with the Stars <laughs> I, I, It may still be on I'm not sure But when you went to their house you didn't talk while the Dancing with the Stars were on they would tell you, you go sit on your couch and right before they they, they say, oh, this person, blah, 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 this person. Blah. And I would sit there because I couldn't talk. I had to listen to what was going on. They sh- and so I began to under- understand what was happening is, is that there was a, a dancer, a professional dancer who would take a star, you know, an actor or whatever, celebrity, and they would t- train them how to dance. And as I was watching that, that program, I noticed that they would show the clips of them training. And while they were training, you know, the, the professional dancer would be there, and they would try to tell them, okay, well, let's start doing this. And they'd start moving in. They'd just stumble and fall over each other. That, that trainer would pick that star up, look them in the eye and say, look at me, look at keep your eyes on me. Okay, they, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Then they'd start over again. That the person would begin to look over here and start looking. They'd fall again. they get them. All, look at me, keep your eyes on me. And then they'd show them after they'd been through training a little while. And then people, those stars had their eyes right on that performer, or right on that trainer. And man, they did. It was awesome. Man, they were moving and grooving together. Because they kept their eyes right here. They couldn't look at their feet. God's saying to you, Look at me! Look at me. Look Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And if you'll keep your eyes on me, that's faith, baby, and it'll remove the chokehold on your life. Look at me. Cory Ten Boone said this. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within... You'll be depressed, but if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Faith. Faith. My greatest desire is to help you in your journey in life, in your spiritual walk. That's why we have groups, everybody, because sometimes we need other people in our life when we feel like we're being choked to remind us of our faith. Amen, everybody. Amen. We have our small groups, our catalogs are in your program. And let me tell you something. Many of you, we prayed over the needs, and there were so many of you who said, you know, I'm going to have finance. God, help me with my finances. I thought, I was excited as I was praying because I said, God, we got something to help them. The help's here. It's called Financial Peace University. It's a 10-week course that you can learn how to manage your finances, and you can get help. And let me just tell you something. If God answered your prayer right now and delivered you from every financial problem you had, until you change your behavior, you will be right back in it. Amen? Amen? Amen. How do you know? Because that was Rhonda and I. We went through this program, and we learned different behaviors and how to change, and, and you will not believe, once you get it right, how God will bless you. Amen, everybody? Why don't you sign up for that? We have Grief Share. Some of you have been through some horrible things in the past. Some things have happened in your life. Maybe a loss of a loved one, a loss financially, a loss of a job. Loss has been in your life, and you're grieving. And you need some people to be with you and help you. Don't do it alone. Sign up for Grief Share. Divorce. Some of you have been through a divorce recently, some through the years, and it's impacted your life, and you just need somebody to walk along with you. You can let your pride say, not me, and stay in your pain, or either you can say, me, and sign up for that. And if you just need groups that are just just a friend, then sign up. Sign up for a group, and watch what God will do in your life. Amen, everybody? Let me tell you one more thing. Something you hear me, if you come here long at all, you hear me talk about growth track. What is growth track? It's membership. Why do we not call it membership? Because membership says, I'm going to put my name on the roll and that's all I'm going to do. We don't want just your name on the roll. We want you to engage because until you engage, your life can't change. And we want you to engage because God's got something he wants to do in your life and he wants to do through you. And every every one of you, every one of you, every one of you. Has purpose and meaning in your life, and we want to help you find that out, so that you can soar on wings like eagle, and you can quit walking around like a chicken with you peck, 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 peck. Poor pitiful me, peck, 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 peck. No, fly, baby, fly, amen. Amen. I want something for you, and so you got to sign up. You got to sign up for Growth Track. Okay, all right. What are our three words, everybody? What are our three words? words? What are our three words? When you feel like you're being choked, you've got to choose faith. Amen. The third thing is live in one day at a time. Now this is one that your pastor struggles with greatly, because your pastor's type A. He thinks six steps ahead. And so this is one that causes me a lot of problem. And I'm asking God to help me. Lord Jesus said, "Therefore do not worry about what everybody. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough what? Trouble Trouble of its own. You know what Jesus is saying? He's saying, don't open the umbrella until it starts raining. Mm. There's two days that you should never worry about. Yesterday and tomorrow. (laughs) Have you ever thought about this? That today is a tomorrow of yesterday. Tomorrow. That you was worrying about yesterday. Did you get that? Today is the tomorrow that you was worrying about yesterday. And look, you made it. Glory to God, you made it. Woo! Made it. Matthew six eleven. Look what Jesus says. Give us when everybody. Amen. Our what? What's this? Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today's God's gift. That's why it's called the present. Amen. Let me ask you something. Have you ever tried, have you ever given somebody a gift they was not interested in? You ever done that? Like you give them somebody something and you like, they say, oh, thank you. And they're looking over here. Oh, thank you. You ever done that? I've done that. I'm like, I was like hey, what's up with you? I gave you a gift. Oh, well, well thank you. You know, so distracting. What about you? When God gives you this day, are you so distracted with the cares of life of tomorrow that you go, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. What, what, what about this tomorrow? Tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow? What if this happens tomorrow? tomorrow? Next week? What if this? What if this? Uh, what if my child grows up and becomes a drug addict? What if? You go, oh, the what ifs. Child one year old, and you think about him being a drug addict 10 years, 15 years from now. Amen, everybody. Let me tell you this. Watch this. If you're not careful, you'll let the what-ifs of tomorrow rob you of the joy today. Amen? Can I tell you something? I'm about to help you out right here. God created a day to be 24 hours. God gives you the power for 24 hours. God will never give you the power today for the problems of tomorrow Watch it. Listen closely. We plan for tomorrow, but we got to live in today So some of you like oh, oh, well, what about tomorrow? What about next week and when you begin to carry the cares of all of that stuff That's never the what ifs of tomorrow the what ifs of next week and the what ifs of next year When you try to carry that in a 24-hour period, it'll crush you because God did not equip you that way He gives you power for today. And let me tell you something. When we look back yesterday, you made it. So we got hope that you're going to make it tomorrow. So we live in today. Watch this. Here it is. When you you keep looking back at the past, there there is the heartbreak of regret. When you keep looking into the future, there is the fear of the future. But when you live in the moment of the present, there is peace only in the present. There is no peace in the past. There is no peace in the future. It's peace right now. Amen, everybody. You're never going to have peace until you live in the present. That's what Jesus was saying. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry. It's got its own trouble. Don't worry. Just stand today, and it will change your life. Watch this passage. Ephesians 2 and 8 says this. For it is by grace that you have been what, everybody? Faith. Now, how, now this is how we saved. Look, what's those next two words? Faith. How we saved everybody? Faith. How we saved everybody? Faith. Through faith, and it's not from yourself; that it is a gift of God. In other words, God is not just interested in saving you for heaven. He wants to save you right now. You say, "What do you mean, Pastor Jeff?" God begins to save your mind when you practice faith right now because worry loses its grip on you. Did, did you, did you, did, you miss that. You missed it. Worry's got worries trying to choke you to death while you're living right here on earth. It's trying to kill you But it's through faith. It's through faith. It's through faith. faith. No, no, no I can have a a clean mind. I can have a stress-free mind and a stress-free body Why because I'm not gonna let worry choke me to death. No faith is gonna help me out You are saved through faith through faith the root of worry is lack of faith. Oh, watch this, watch this. You know what that is? That's worry knocking on your door. You know what that is? That's faith knocking on your door. Which one are you going to let in? Which one are you going to let in? Watch this. Watch this, here we go. When you let worry in, Faith has to go out the back door. When you let faith in, worry has to go out the back door because they will not cohabitate. Did you hear that? They're not going to live together. So when you you choose faith, worry's got to go. And when you choose worry, faith's got to go. Choose faith. Look at the next verse with me. Would you just read the whole verse with me? It's really small, so let's say it. For we live by and not by. Let's read that again. We live by not by. Let's read again. We live by not by. There it is. Okay, one more step for you and we're going to pray. Here it is. I'm a person who believes in daily declaration, declaring over your life. This is a challenge. It's on your card. Don't you check the box? It says I'll tell myself daily, I am a person of faith. What I'm asking you to do in the morning, when you get up, your hair is all jacked up. I don't have that problem. <laughs> your hair is all twisted up. You got a green fog coming out of your mouth. Nasty. I want you to look in that mirror, and I want you to say, I'm a person of faith. When you get ready to go out of your, your, your driveway, I want you to get that rearview mirror, cock it over where you can see yourself, and say, I'm a person of faith. When you start down the hallways of your school and you're feeling the choke coming on, you go in that bathroom at that school, you look in the mirror and you say, I'm a person of faith. When you're on your job and the pressure's coming in, you go to that bathroom, you look in that mirror and you say, I'm a person of faith. When you get home in the evening and you're worried about life and what happened that day, you find you a mirror, look at it and say, I'm a person of faith. That's who I am. I choose faith! I choose faith! I choose faith! I choose faith! Get your hands off of me. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net, and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.